it's time to meet up and catch up at the Weekend Water Cooler. Now, here's your host, Gene Bolduck. Okay, welcome, welcome to the Weekend Water Cooler. I'm Gene Bolduck. Happy New Year, everyone. I, I am joined this year, every year, every day, all the time by Penny Rich. Hey, Gene. Uh, our uh, 2024 Buckle Up correspondent. So <laughs> Here Penny, we go. We're going to start our program today with a simple question mm-hmm. that actually apparently evaded one of our presidential candidates in the Republican primary process. Hey, Penny, what caused the Civil War? What was the cause of the Civil War, the United States Civil War? This happened, by the way, I know it was on all the papers, but maybe you missed it, in the the middle 1800s. Do you know what the cause of that disturbance was? Well, you know, unbeknownst to some, this is not a trick question. Um, the answer is only one word, and that's slavery. Right. Right. A dispute over slavery. It is a simple answer. South Carolina, you you know, South Carolina, that's the state that's directly south from where we live, North Carolina. Correct. Correct. And, And it's funny because it's really funny because... There's a person who used to be governor of that state. Mm-hmm. You know, I would expect, just to step aside for a second, I expect Roy Cooper to know a lot about the surrender at Bennett Place. To pick one example, it's a big deal what happened. One of the very last, if not the very last, surrenders of the American Civil War happened in Durham, North Carolina at Bennett Place. In right. fact, it's a state historic site. There are things that happened, hanging regulators in Hillsboro, North Carolina, and I would expect I would expect Roy Cooper to understand and be able to talk a little bit about what those things were. And I would expect that Nikki Haley would understand that the Civil War's first official thing was her state of South Carolina declaring, which was never recognized by the Union, but declaring that they were seceding from the Union Precisely because, according to their own documents, Mm -hmm. precisely because of the dispute with the American federal government over whether or not slavery could continue and expand into the Western territories. It was a dispute over slavery wasn't about states rights it wasn't about federalism these are things that you could get into a complicated argument and say that those things were in there and that they mattered but the fact is that the southern states depended on the free labor of enslaved human beings and they wanted to continue that practice that's right and and the northern states did not. did not. That's right. And and 
I just want to say it one more time. You already said it. Nikki Haley was the governor of South Carolina. She is right. not a stupid woman. No, I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily like her politics. Uh, I um, was hoping that she would pull up uh, and be and give uh, uh, Donald Trump a challenge, but you cannot continue to run a strong campaign and and not be able to say slavery it's just this was it's a, just unthinkable it, it really is smackingly cowardly moment for her unbelievable and, and you know and then and then the voter who asked her that question she tried to turn it back on him and said well you know what do you think is and he said well i'm not running for president that's right i i'm, that's right. I'm asking you what I'm your asking thoughts you. are that's right and it was her and yeah i can't believe that in 2023 which is when this happened a few days before the end of the year correct i can't believe that you would answer that question and not say the word slavery and she said what do you want me to say about slavery now <clears throat> there's only one thing worse than her being that uh, than her being almost lawyerly in her and not very correct either, by the way. No, for, yeah. Uh, with her answer, um, but it's to say, please, voter, tell me what you want me. Tell me what you want to hear, and I'll be that thing. Tell me what you want me to be, or what you want me to say, and I'll do that. That's right. not what I want from a leader of either right. party. No, and, and and you know, she also, uh, you know, soon after uh, this event was over. Uh, of course, her, her her response was, oh, well, this was a trick question. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no. It she's, was planted by President worse. Biden. I mean, she has done worse by trying to clean it up than clean if it she up. it alone. Right. Yeah. No, yeah, because she said, well, it was a, it was a trick question. I mean, the, the immediate response was, oh, well, you know, that about the, about the, the questioner not giving her an easy question. A fourth grader can answer this question. Absolutely. Well, not if they keep banning books. That's going to be a problem, too. Yeah, well, I mean, no. historically, a, a fourth grader could answer that question. Right. Uh, but so she she did that, which which that's her tell, because she she made it clear. That she had to make a political calculation in answering this question. If you asked her that on the street and there wasn't any camera around, she would answer directly. Yeah. She obviously knows the answer to the question. Yeah, she like I said, she's not stupid. Yeah. She's afraid of her voters. And she is. Voters. They all are. That the, the Republican Party are all yeah. afraid of, of this sort of base that they that they um play up to um on a daily basis. But it, but it's, yes. it doesn't make them stronger. It makes them just playing up to this, you know, base that doesn't really seem to be growing. I don't know how you feel about that, Gene, but it's it seems like it's the same base that it was in 2016. It's not getting any it bigger. Is. Yeah, it's it is. It's the very same base. Yeah, I think I, we might have talked about a, this. It's yeah. not a yeah. growing movement. No, I, I mean this is uh, you know we can we can get into all of that, but uh, it it's not a growing movement. There's mm -hmm. there's no central organizing principle of we want the government to play this role and and or play that role instead. There, there's no organizing idea uh, behind except to say, oh, you just can't want Joe Biden. So we we have to you have to elect us. Can't you see we should be in charge? And really, what is the argument? 
in case another pandemic comes along, you want to go through that and handle that the way we did before. Um, You feel like the world is so safe to to be around in now um, for Americans to travel and, and be out in the world. And you feel like it's just such a safe place, the world that you can stroll around and and not really care who's president. What's the difference? One, you know, you remember that in in the year two thousand. Remember way back when. Think back. Oh, okay. Here we go. Back machine. Yeah. In the year two thousand, the the argument was between Bush and Gore, and I I shouldn't tell on him, but I'm going to tell on him. This was my one of my. I think this was my son's first. Um presidential campaign to to uh to vote for you yes, know you always remember that yeah yeah and he was in college and and his comment to me was what's the difference yeah. bush and gore what's the difference that doesn't seem like they're very different to me and i'm not sure i don't know how he voted i wasn't with him when he voted he was in school but he he may very well have voted for Ralph Nader, thinking that there really wasn't right. much it's much much difference, not much at stake, and kind of a protest vote of they're both owned by the corporations and bad bad corporate America. An awful lot of people, his contemporaries, felt that way at the time, and boy howdy did we find out in the in two thousand one, two, three, and four, yeah, there was a big difference. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, big. There was a very big difference. It made a lot of difference. And, yeah. you know, I think that uh, now, I think that people are on both sides for very different reasons, feeling, eh, you know, but people feeling kind of meh about Joe Biden. To me, that's a good thing because. People were very, very dissatisfied in 2020 at the dawn of that year. Yeah. Extremely unhappy with with Trump and how he was conducting his presidency. And that got magnified when COVID struck. Right. Uh, after that, when as that went on and as it became more and more clear that he was just lying and deceiving and you know watching people die and as a million people died that we know of we don't even right right americans um yeah uh, that that was to me one of the most colossal derelictions of duty absolutely imaginable Uh, a failure of leadership is just much too small a term but yeah you know uh what a difference yeah a difference yeah. it no, would have i know been, uh, well, i mean pretty, yeah pretty rough but still still uh, i know well you know i i know we were starting with nikki haley but i i, I do have to say that um yeah I, I think uh i think trump is going to be their nominee um just because it just feels that way even though uh, i know you and i talk a lot about uh the big trouble that he's in uh, I, I don't think it's going to stop him from being a nominee. I do think it's going to make some people sit home and not vote, not go to vote. 
because well, I, Penny Rich, you know. we're going to take our next segment and we're going to argue all about that because I don't agree with you one little oh. bit. And uh, we'll see. Let's gonna, do it. We're going to be right back and hash it out. Uh, you're listening to the Weekend Water Cooler once again on 97.9 The Hill. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Okay, I'm back with Penny Rich, and I'm going to explain to her why it's absolutely impossible and intolerable that Donald Trump be the nominee. Uh, let's go. Um, let's start with this. Right. Donald Trump is disqualified from being the nominee, from being from being president. Um, so, too, is uh, Barack Obama and George W. Bush, because they serve two terms, each of them. Okay? They're disqualified. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them, Barack Obama, and Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton and Barack Obama are very popular presidents. Uh, Barack Obama, especially right now, very popular former president. And if being popular was all there was to it, and you you let's let the people decide. No, we're not going to let the people decide because the Constitution says they can't be president. Uh, uh, well, I was going to say, you know, this is a very distressing thought, but I was going to say one of my kids. But unfortunately, both of my kids are old enough now. This is very upsetting. Uh, they're both old enough to, <laughs> to be president. One of your kids, if one of your kids, you know, if Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says, oh, I'm going to run for president now. No, you can't be on the, the secretary of state in every state in the union. It's going to say, nope, I'm sorry. You can't be not, on the ballot. Not, yeah. You're not qualified. You're not old enough. That would be ironic in, <laughs> yeah. in a campaign that it seems obsessed about age. Um, okay, so people who are not qualified can't get on the ballot. Donald Trump engaged in insurrection. You know, he can say he's not more than six feet tall, and he can say that he has um, brown eyes and three feet. It doesn't make it true just because he says it. So let's just skip over the part where he says he didn't. Um, he did. He engaged in insurrections in the insurrection there have been court findings to this effect. We all watched it on television. So we all know that it's true. We know it's plain as the nose on your face. You don't have to leave your common sense at the door just because you're in the courthouse. So we know that he did that. And we know that he's given aid and comfort to the others who also did that. So now I'm going to tell you what ought to happen. <laughs> and, okay. And what probably will happen and this is all going to be recorded so penny can come yeah. back and i'm, tell me I'm not on the same page but, well i'm not gonna tell you wrong i'm just not I, I, i'm happy to admit when i'm wrong and i and i i always say hey gene you were right but this one is a little tricky i think but okay well it is i mean if 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 what you want to say is that the republican party would absolutely choose to nominate him i you'll get no disagreement from me mm -hmm. they right. absolutely would do that what i'm telling you is i think by the time they have their convention in july or august they won't be able to nominate him 
because they won't be able to put him on the ballot. And, bef and before you say write in, <laughs> yeah. if he's on the printed ballot, they can write him in all they, all they want. The point of a Supreme Court decision on this in the way that it ought to go is that it doesn't matter if 300 million Americans wrote in his name. He can't serve. So there's no point in doing that in, in that instance. So here's what ought to happen. The court <laughs> ought to decide that, yes, in fact, doggone it, we know what caused the Civil War. It was slavery. Slavery. <laughs> Just <Nikki>. for the record. <laughs> Jeez. And we also know the very clear record of how the 14th Amendment was created in the aftermath of the Civil War. What its intent was, was to keep the Confederates out of the government, that right. they were disqualified from serving the American people because they tried to overthrow the government. So they can they can do what they want to be good neighbors and good citizens. They just can't serve in the government because if they've served before and swore an oath to protect the Constitution, they violated that oath in participating in the Confederacy and the insurrection. And so they cannot serve again, period. They had a massive debate about this in an omnibus action. This wasn't a single one-off. This was a giant bill. The 14th Amendment was included in this. And this was to emphatically keep these people out of power at never to return. Okay, so what ought to happen, Penny? Mm. Is people like Ted Cruz and Senator Hawley of Missouri and uh, what's his name? Perry, Scott Perry, Congressman yes. Perry, and some of the many, including just for fun, the current Speaker of the House, mm -hmm. all of whom participated in this insurrection and they did and supported and gave aid and comfort to those who participated in this insurrection they should all be disqualified from a ballot to serve in a federal post including donald j trump right but they're That's still they there ought to do they're still there. They're there. And well, no, I mean, the, those who are in Congress now in the House of Representatives will have to be on the ballot this fall. They should be disqualified, just like Donald Trump. Right. And I understand that. the House. Is that going to happen? Though? In the Senate should when I think isn't Cruz up this year? I think he is. Yeah, I think he is. I think he should be disqualified. And I am confident there are going to be organizations that will bring the lawsuits that would keep him out, uh, keep him off the ballot, hoping to use Trump as their precedent. Mm. But, okay, but that's what the Supreme Court ought to do. They ought okay. to drop the hammer on this whole question and say, so if you have any ideas about participating in an insurrection, you better forget about serving in the United States Congress or the executive branch. 
That would be great. I think, however, that what they will do is they will produce a finding that says since these legal actions began with a question of whether or not Donald Trump can be on the ballot, that our decision is limited only to him. I hmm. think that's what they'll do. So well, there's my... I, 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 well, I think they punt on everything anyway, because you got to remember, they're all, good portion of them were appointed by Donald Trump. So they're very three, loyal. Three of them were. They're loyal. Yeah, but the other two, the other two were mm, three or... Mm. The other three are Roberts, Alito, Roberts, and yeah. Thomas. And Thomas, who are, I mean, Thomas and his wife was part of the insurrection. His, right. uh, Thomas, Thomas's wife should also be excluded from serving in the federal government. But because his wife, on the record, uh, participated, supported did. this insurrection, she put money down to bring people in, Penny. That's right, she yeah. participated. She should be prosecuted. But because of that, of course, the vote on this should be eight to zero with Thomas uh, having recused himself. But is he recusing himself? I don't think he, I mean, you know, you're, you know, everyone doesn't see Gene no, I think right he, now, goes I think on the radio. Should. I mean, but he won't though. He won't though. I mean, his I know ego he won't, just, but that's, uh, what, that's what should happen. This whole thing is, this whole conversation is stunning, first of all. I mean, yeah. the, the fact that okay, the Colorado and Maine uh, grew a pair and said, nope, we're not putting them on there. I mean, they, you know, they're get, of course, they're getting death threats now. Um, all the people that right. voted on this in both of those right. states, because that's 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 the uh, followers of Donald Trump. They are um, exactly classy and they just, right. you know, they don't care. They don't care. We're, we'll, we're good. We're, we'll go to jail for him, as many of the insurrectionists did. So by uh, the time we get to um, Valentine's Day. That will be our Valentine's gift. Oh, All of this yeah. will be resolved by the uh, yeah. by the Supreme Court. Um, I'm I'm going to challenge you on that. I'm going to throw Supreme the red flag. Supreme Court, it's it, if this is this is going to this is in front of them now. Will you give it certiorari? Will they grant certiorari and hear the case? It only takes four justices to grant certiorari. Uh you know that's our three liberals plus, you know plus uh, Roberts. Who? Roberts maybe Roberts. So yeah. so okay if they decline, and they're not going to hear the case, then first of all they should stop taking a paycheck. This is if this isn't the 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 biggest and most obvious black and white why you're here collecting a salary kind of uh, case. I don't know what is, but if they turn it down. Then the decision in Maine stays and the decision in Colorado, Colorado stays. Yeah. And then a whole bunch of other states, you know what they're going to do? They're going to do the same thing. You think they will? Yes. You do? Okay. I do. I, I mean, I, I think it There's takes a lot to do There's states it. that have some form of this in process. I'm not saying that. And, uh, you know, uh, let's let's see some of the blue states step up and, and say, come on, let's, you know, what are we waiting for? Oh, well, I the mean, blue, yeah. But but the blue states, of course, the blue states will. All you need is you know, Ohio and Michigan, and yeah, you know, yeah. Pennsylvania, and and then Trump has no path to win, none. If you're just going the electoral college angle, 
right? So, yeah. you know, uh, Colorado's kind of purple. And, kind of, uh, kind of, yeah. Oh, Colorado's getting a Maine, you know, Maine is an interesting state. It could be and it couldn't yeah, be. Could I, mean, be. I, think both, I think the both of them are purple. I think that's a good, uh, you know, good description. I mean, I, Colorado, I think, is, is becoming, is leaning more towards uh, blue on a daily basis. Um, Maine, and eh, Maine's always been a little... They're red, you know. Red. Maine's, Maine's red. a little reddish, you know, for New England. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, it, we're we're gonna have, we're gonna have to take a break, and uh, maybe Penny will convince me during the break that I'm wildly wrong, but I'm not. Wrong. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> listening to this wants me to be right, including you. I would hope I you know are, you yeah. want me to be right. I, I hope you are. You're too skeptical. All right, she's cynical. She's cynical. Yeah. Tired of seeing this guy prevail, but I'm telling you, this is the year. It's all coming down. I promise. <laughs> and we'll move on to something else when we come back you're listening to the weekend water cooler on 97.9 the hill don't go away we'll be right back okay i'm back with penny rich um and and we're just you know we're listen we're talking about the the lady on zoom who says that she's recording returning to recording our, our recording progress yeah, yeah. So, so she's Love very her. relaxed we talked yeah. about her. She's very relaxing. I wish I'd be paying her, but we're not. Um, you know, uh, first of all, I'm going to say a couple of things about college football. I I really enjoy college football. And I, of course, I love my Tar Heels. Uh, the, it feels like the end of the year kind of uh, felt like a lot of air coming out of a balloon, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, you know, uh, Carolina, uh, you know, dropped a couple of games at the end of the season. But then, you know, oh, hey, we're first of all, who wants to say we're going to the Duke Mayo Bowl? Not me. But, you know, hey, we're <laughs> going to a bowl game. And then everybody's like, well, uh, you know, star players, star quarterback, star running back. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to opt out because I'm going to be in the NFL draft. I don't want to break my ankle. And I don't want to hurt myself game. now. Yeah. yeah, I get that. I mean, but I, I mean, there should be some other way of doing this that, you know, you play the whole season and then you get to a bowl game and then you end up going to the bowl game and half of your team has decided to opt out. Opt out. That, that yeah. was uh that was a sort of ending our season with a whimper, but I want to go right on from there, Penny. I don't yeah. think there's any, there's no dispute about those statements, no. right? So what I want to say though is I watched the two. Well, I I we watched the two semifinals. Oh yeah, games. yeah. You could not have asked for two more exciting games than we saw on Monday night. Yeah. Right. Oh no, it was so much fun. I, I, yeah. Oh, amazing. I, I, I was thinking about Tom Jensen the whole time because, of course, you know, Tom is from Michigan, right? And yeah, um, yeah. He's been a huge Michigan fan forever. I mean, he probably, he, I, he's been insufferable all week, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I, well, and, you know, I, I don't know if Tom listens, but, you know, he usually wears his, his uh, light blue shirts and uh, light blue sweatshirts and um, light blue hat and light blue everything. Yeah. Um, except when Michigan's doing really well and all yeah, of a right. sudden you see the dark blue coming in. Yeah, then like, he's the other blue. He's the yeah. other blue. He's the gold blue. So I'm happy for him that um, Michigan won 
Um, and, you know, my sister lives in, in Seattle, so uh, I was rooting for Washington also. But, yeah, Gene, they were great games. I mean, the, these kids really, really got were. out there. Oh, my God. Up until the very last minute, that Washington game. I mean, they were really a lot of fun to watch. And then, of course, I, I don't mean to joke around, but, you know, the Pop-Tart Bowl, really? I mean, <laughs> who even knew that there was a Pop-Tart Bowl? What, was it like a Cheez-Its Bowl? And, I mean, well, you know, I, I, you know, I'm just glad that, Tidy Bowl doesn't sponsor doesn't, doesn't a college football bowl game yeah. yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but you know, I I tuned in to a couple of the the other, I don't want to say lesser, but okay, I'm going to say lesser uh, yeah. bowl games. I think one of them was, I want to say one of them was the Georgia game. And there were a lot of us who were saying, how is Georgia not in the semifinals? Um and man, those games were absolutely blowouts, but, right. and you know, I mean, I watch, I'm going to tune into a game and it's going to be 30 to four and I'm going to watch about three more seconds of that game. And then I'm changing the channel. That's a problem. And right. I'm quite confident that the part of the reason for that happening is the same issue that happened with Carolina, which is they had a great season they had great players. They were going to go to a bowl game, but it's not the championship. So they said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to be going in the NFL draft. So I'm out. And I mean, what if basketball players did that at the end of the, you know, just as the NCAA tournament's happening and you have this, you know, this great 30 win season. And then, you know, half of your starting five is, is, uh, is uh no in the show. stands because yeah. they're not going to risk rolling an ankle right before the nba draft i mean that would be the same kind of problem right so i mean i i hope they fix that i'll just put it that way but i gotta say the end of that alabama michigan game alabama's there they've got like three yards to go first and goal then second and goal then third and goal third goal and then it's fourth and goal. And then there's a whole string of timeouts. And then after all the timeouts and one of the greatest coaches ever in the history of college football and the play that he calls is give it to a running back and have him run it right up the middle, right into a wall. Everybody. Of players. I mean, right. wow. The, uh, I, so there, there were some there calls, some people yeah. in Alabama talking about that. Yeah, that wasn't the only call. I mean, I was I kept on saying, all right, who's making these calls? Who's making these calls? Uh, you know, obviously it's the coaches because they're just listening to what the coach is telling them to do, right? Wow. I mean, that's the I call. mean, yeah. Are you gonna listen to Nick Saban? I mean, this is the Dean Smith of football. Of I course know. you're gonna listen to him. Of course you are. And yeah. no, that was not the call. And everybody was sad and disappointed afterwards, and I'm like, well. That, man, that was just a horrible call. But all right, yeah. again, Michigan, yeah. fair and but square. Michigan, they played. But they Michigan, played a great come game. on, Michigan was it was the Michigan, a Michigan machine. They totally deserved to win that game. Absolutely. I love to see a game finish that way. They fit everybody. Well, almost everybody finished strong, and <laughs> I'm almost. really looking forward to Michigan and Washington. Washington. The Huskies. Now, yeah. you know, I'm. I'm. I have to be truthful. I'm going to be pulling for those Huskies because me too. Me too. Sorry, know, Tom. My husband yeah. went to UConn, and yeah. we feel like we're cousins. Yeah, right. UConn well, Husky, the, the Huskies. Well, the like I said, yeah, yeah. My but sister see, lives in but Seattle. But if Michigan so. wins, 
I, all I'm going to think about is having to live with Tom Jensen for a year. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It could be tough. It could be tough. But so yeah. Tom, if you're listening and I know you very well might be, if you're listening, just remember to be gracious in victory. Yeah. So <laughs> I think he will be. Would be. Yeah. No, I think Tom would we, be also. I think totally I think would be. Okay. We know well, we're Tom. Come, so. We're going to come right back and uh, talk some more about, about who knows what. If you're listening to the weekend water cooler on 97.9 The Hill, don't go away. We'll be right back. Okay, I'm back with Penny Rich. Penny, what did you uh what what did you do over New Year's? I'll tell you what I did. I I climbed into bed at about 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't far behind you. No, actually I went out for a little bit um and met up with some friends. We had um we had a fun time. It was a small group and uh we talked about some of the um surprisingly good things that happened to us in 2023 even though it yeah, felt you know like it's, it's, that's yeah. true you know i as you know i had a difficult year but i have to say there were a lot of good things that happened. yeah that's uh, we talked yeah we we named a couple of good things and then um you know your hopes for uh 2024 and and yeah. uh you know what you what you want to see coming of course a lot of people want to see peace and 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 have the world oh. heal i mean it's really uh scary out there right now um, my, um, hope for 2024 is I finally figure out how to uh, pick a really good fantasy football team. Um, because boy, I've been um, not doing good the past couple of years. I'm actually, I had actually had the chance to win third place this year. And, um, I think I blew that again. Um, but that's the players, not me. They're not, they're not showing up to the games because they were already who's won your, their who's your, um, who's your separate from fantasy football, which is a whole different kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who's who's the team that you're really watching this year? Well, so um, I'm going to tell you that I am still a loyal Giant fan, which is so hard to watch. It's so, so hard. Um, I've been watching Philly. I like Philly still, even though they're a rival of the Giants. Um, I, you know, I still like how Kansas City plays, although um, I, I don't think that they're going to yeah. make it back there again. Um you know, Buffalo came on strong at the end, which is fun. I know I, I love talking football. It's so weird. For in the old days, women would never sit down and talk football. Now we're went, yeah. now it's like you know second head. So um, we'll see. I think it's going to be an exciting um, uh, Super Bowl this year. Whoever gets there, because we have a lot of good teams that are um, you know that are prime. Uh, the Lions. Yeah, I really mean, come on, look at that. After thirty years, they're finally doing something. It, it's kind of fun. Um, but then after New Year's, I, I did get into bed, you know, before midnight. So uh, I just want to join you in that. Um, it was fun. It's always fun getting into my bed. That's one of my favorite places um, after a long day. Uh, but the next yeah. day we got up and we had, um, you know, some traditional uh, New Year's Day food. I made some uh, black eyed peas and some. Yes, I oh, saw oh, that. Oh, I, yeah. I saw you posted yeah. that on Facebook and I said, man, that looks Good. Yeah, for a Northern Jewish kid. I mean, this is like uh, one of my favorite uh, times. We did not have cornbread because we were just um, going for the health and wealth, um, not the gold this year. What is it? Health, wealth, and gold, right? The cornbread brings on the gold. But we were, ju I just made no, the. I have no idea. You're asking uh, the, the Yankee. The wrong from person. Huh? I don't yeah, know. another Yankee. Yeah. But it's, know, it's right? fun. Right. So like it's not qualified to have this not qualified yeah well I, I i was wondering and maybe you can help me with this because you're a writer i was wondering what the difference between a tradition um is versus a custom and so to me like a tradition is something that's been passed down from generation to gen generation right but a custom right. is more about like what you learn that happens 
And then you pick that up and that becomes your tradition. So that's why if you saw my post, it was like a Southern Boy, custom, you know? Yeah, for me, those those words are very nearly interchangeable, I have to admit. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I think of I think of uh, custom as being something that's a little bit has a little tinge of uh, formality to it. Um, right. You know, right. and I think of, you know, the term customary is very similar to, you know, what is a custom, but what it's is, what are you accustomed to? to it's, yeah. And if you said, well, uh, you know, I'm just I'm accustomed to doing it this way because that's been my tradition how am I going to argue with you about that? You see, no, I, <laughs> I think they, I think they just fit together. The wordsmithing. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, for us, you know, we had a, we had a, and we always, we've always done this. We, we had a quiet new year's Eve. We watched CNN. We watched <laughs> the coverage of times square on CNN with right. Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen. And I will tell you that for me, this, uh, this year for some reason, just really struck the right note with me. Anderson Cooper talked for about five minutes about this was at like 1130. So the things are getting really exciting behind them and they're they're getting ready to sort of hand it over for the music for the final 15 minutes or so. Right. Um, and they uh, and Anderson Cooper has been writing and talking about um, about grief and about loneliness and how dangerous they can be loneliness especially yeah. and he said you know so if you're watching this at home and and you're like many of us uh, have lost someone dear to you this year or maybe it's the anniversary of uh, a couple of years ago or you're just thinking about something like that and you're really feeling the loss right now uh we we tend to look back across the year and look back across time and reflect um on these occasions and he said you know if you're finding that hard to cope with you know you're not alone a lot of people feel this way you'll get through it we're glad that you've joined us tonight and uh don't let our um, making reference to celebration, uh, have you thinking that your sadness has no place? Yeah. Oh, that's, it, that's, I didn't, yeah, no, that's, but these things occur yeah. concurrently and that can be very difficult to, to live with. And he talked about how, when he was 10 years old, that his father was in the hospital, a couple of blocks away from Times Square. Mm. And it was New Year's Eve. He was in the hospital and he was dying and he knew he was dying. And he said, I couldn't understand as a child why it was that this terrible thing was about to happen in my family. And yet this giant party was going on right outside. And I, I know that feeling. I remember that feeling of the disconnect uh, when you when you're losing someone over the holidays or near them. Um, <clears throat> and, and so he talked about that in a very personal level and um you know was explaining that it took him many years to kind of that that actually agreeing to work on new year's eve this is one of the reasons that he does it this makes it yeah uh, this makes new year's eve a different experience for him and i thought well that's a that's a really great idea yeah if it's if it comes to you in that way and feels heavy on your chest then maybe find a way to do some service or 
you know, do something to help others um, that will take you away from your focus on yourself on those days, whether it's, you know, New Year's Eve or, you know, the 12th of March or, you know, whatever the day is. I mean, right. uh, when it comes to you in that way, that's a really great idea for managing your own emotional state. Um, but, you know, just getting sometimes, yeah. sometimes these holidays, Penny, all they can be rough. want to do is get through it. Right. They could definitely be rough. And, um, you know, uh, so this is, it sounds like he almost created his own tradition now that he's going to work on New Year's. Exactly. And yep. that's right. We'll go back to customs and tradition. He, he, that's going to be what he's going to do. And that's how he heals. And that makes yeah. him be able to tell other people how to heal, right. which is really, I mean, it's really sweet. So what's your tradition on New Year's Day? Do you, do you, you all get together and eat something oh, or a big well, breakfast or yeah, what, what happens? My tradition on New Year's Day is take down the Christmas tree. Uh, I bet that's a lot this of people do that. <laughs> that. It seems is the best way to clear out my house because boy, nobody's here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, you know, we usually make quite a big thing of uh, decorating the tree. We really didn't this year, but we usually do. That's customary. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and uh, we get a live tree and, uh, and then taking it down is the most not appreciated task. <laughs> I it's always not wondered, the fun part. Come on. No, I know. I know. I always wondered being a Jewish person and not having to deal with a tree. I always wondered, like, it's so much fun putting it up. And it's so beautiful. And, you, you know, it's gorgeous. And the lights are wrapped around it. But then you have to unravel the lights. Yeah, and then yeah. you have to put everything yeah. away. And, and we you know. figured out a, a great way to deal with, you know, it took us probably an hour to untangle the lights to put the tree up. Right. From, <laughs> from how we put them away from last year. Last year. <laughs> we had a long box that Rick had from giving um, our son windshield wipers for his car. <laughs> and he took the lights and wrapped them around this long box to put them away. So next year, it'll just roll It'll unroll. just be easy peasy we felt like we invented a thing there you go a new so tradition <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so you know we've we found a way to make our life easier a year from now and and we'll look forward to that yeah. and of course we'll always look forward to next week talking to penny on the weekend water cooler thank you as always for your generosity of Absolutely. time and spirit yeah. in joining us and uh we'll probably see you in a week yeah and, uh, you know, in the meantime, everybody take a moment on, uh, I believe it's Saturday is uh, January 6th to to uh, to remember the people who were doing their service mm. to our country in Washington and were uh, brought under attack as a result and uh, were in great danger. And, and, you know, we really need to think about this. Every single citizen needs to really think about this as a country, what we can do to make ourselves even more democratic and uh and serve each other yeah yeah as we serve ourselves make um, sure that never happens again yeah. ever ever yeah check your voter registration that would be my first suggestion oh, yeah. Yeah. as we uh, you know because our our um our good old primary will be coming up quite soon actually in march right that's right so yeah. so that's what we're going to do penny rich we're going to stay on top of this democracy thing and make sure it works out for us cool and uh 
everybody, if you're going out, you know what, you know the deal. If you're going out, be safe. And if you're staying in, keep it right here on 97.9 The Hill. Follow Gene on Twitter at Gene Bolduck and tweet your comments and questions with the hashtag WCHL.